the Batman. I finally saw it. <clears throat> and I saw it um, because it took me a while. It's a really long movie. And I couldn't watch the movie all in one sitting because uh, just my days are pretty busy. And then I tend to fall asleep. Uh, not because it's boring. I didn't think it was boring. It's just because I'm tired physically. Um, but I got through it piecemeal. I would like to experience the movie as a whole, but that's probably going to be tough to do. Um, I did enjoy it. It was different than the other Batman movies in that it was more of a, um, a long haul. It was more uh, plotting and a little slower moving. Um, I, I liked how, and I know some people may not like that because they could find it boring. I, I liked just... I guess the older I get, I like how slow things go. Sometimes maybe it's because time is not on my side like it was when I was younger. But um, so I, I like the, 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 the slow movement of it. I like that they didn't go into his origin story once again, you know, becoming Batman and training. And like I've seen all that before. I know about the origin stories. Let's just get to the, to the heart of it. Um, so, and then what I really liked about it is that the, Batman wasn't battling cartoon CGI robots or aliens. He was battling people, and with uh, mentally and uh, physically and mentally, with with all their with all their complications. So I like how they went into that. I thought Robert Pattinson was really good, um, not only as Batman uh, but as Bruce Wayne. Um, uh, Similar to his voice yeah, with with Michael Keaton and, and Christian Bale, like 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 trying to disguise the voice by talking like this, um, and how Bruce Wayne was such a recluse in this one, as opposed to like the other movies where he might have been you know, a little more, at least Christian Bale, a little more outgoing uh, when it served the the purpose of, you know, trying to maintain or or hide uh, the fact that he was Batman uh, sometimes. But um, so so Robert Pattinson was good. Um, the, the villains in it, the, the Riddler, um, you know, the, uh, the, in th this version of Batman, there was, you know, there, there was a film noir aspect to it. Even the dialogue sometimes, it's kind of like straightforward, like, like, oh, Jesus Christ, you're such a jerk, you know, it's like, it's some, some of it was very much straightforward, and I think it was done on purpose just to, just to, you know, not be so complex just to be just to be more direct sometimes it worked sometimes it didn't um but the villains you know as far as the riddler uh very um uh, reminiscent of of seven um with you know even with with all the journals a spoiler alert for for seven um and um you know and and these and like the 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 unhinged uh, monologues, especially at the end that the Riddler had. Um, I thought the performance of the Riddler was good. It was a different take on the Riddler because I'm so used to the, you know, the flamboyant Riddler, like with Jim Carrey, and then especially with the, the Adam, uh, the, the, I forgot the guy's name. It was it Cesar Romero in the Adam West um, show? So I like how they did it where he was, you know, someone just very angry who wanted revenge. The, 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 the analog to the Batman was, was a really, really good take. And you saw how defensive Batman got. It's like, we're, we're not alike. We're not alike. And the Riddler kind of turned it around saying, well, I'm just after vengeance just like you. And Batman's justification is, well, Batman doesn't kill people. And I'm glad they're sticking to that. Um, 
he, uh, Batman, you know, uh, foists the burden upon himself to, um, you know, he brings the burden upon himself to battle crime that, you know, that only he can take care of, which is an interesting part of Batman's psychology. So I like how the Riddler kind of flipped that, and you saw, you just, Batman's kind of stoic in, in, in this movie, and that's where he's like, no, I'm not, nope, 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 not me, nah. Um, so, so that was good. The, the, the Riddler's arc was good. The, the riddles themselves weren't, in, it weren't terribly complicated, but I, I think that's, you know, I think that was the point. The Riddler kind of wanted Batman to solve it eventually, so I don't know if he made it, like, too, too complicated, but I guess just complicated enough. At least just complicated enough, um, enough for me. So, um, so, so Riddler, Riddler was, was cool. It was a, uh, a, a good take on, you know, a good take on a villain that, that at least I am used to. Um, Penguin, I thought, I had doubts with Colin Farrell. I'm not a big fan of putting, uh, makeup on people. I, I, I you know, I, I, I would, <laughs> I still would, as, Awesome as Colin Farrell was, and his performance was awesome. I generally would have liked someone to be cast who looked like who Carl, Colin Farrell was was made up to be. There are plenty of people who look like the makeup version of it, so it makes it more genuine. Um, but I thought the makeup job was was awesome. I thought Colin Farrell's um, performance was awesome. But I, th- there is there is an argument for you know the less makeup you can use, the better. And and this goes with. Um, you know, even when they give people old age makeup and they, uh, they have like a 40-year-old play an 80-year-old, yes, it can be done and yes, it's acting and yes, it's, I get it's making pretend, but th- th- there's something that comes along with someone actually being that age and actually looking a certain way and bringing something into the role that maybe someone in their 40s or 30s can't do. Um, but with that said, you just... Colin Farrell is a really good actor, and he was just absolutely unrecognizable in um, in in the makeup, in his voice, and I really liked when he was when he was on screen. He brought like almost like an Al Capone type vibe to it, and it kind of goes along with the film noir aspect of it, as well as like the like the old time uh, crime movies, which which is what the Batman was trying to do. Um, so I thought Colin Farrell was uh, was really good, and then you had Falcone, which John Turturro was playing. You know, uh, I guess a typical mafia boss. You know, kind of quiet and and reclusive, doesn't want to publicize himself too much, but really uh, taking the reins of power behind the scenes. Um, in that he he ran the city, he was running the city um, himself, and and all the double crosses and conspiracies that go along with it. Jeffrey Wright is commissioner, or soon to soon not yet commissioner Gordon, but uh, very very good um, alongside Ron Patson, Robert Patson, as well as um, then Andy Serkis as Alfred. A kind of small role, but like just this Alfred was just you could just tell just the burden. And I, and I, I would imagine, I hope they, they get a little more into um, who Alfred is in, in the next movie. You kind of hinted at it. And just the burden that, that Alfred puts on himself to, to raise Bruce um, the, the best he could. And let's not forget Zoe Kravitz's uh, performance as Catwoman. They didn't even mention Catwoman's name. She said at the end, oh, the, the bat and the cat. But um, 
you know, forged in, in, in realism um, as far as uh, her motivations. You don't know, we don't know too much about her. Uh, we know a little, little about her. Um, she is on uh, the uh, revenge circuit as well. She's a little more extreme than Batman. She's willing to, uh, to do more, and that's the, the argument that, that she and Batman have. Um, you can tell the romantic tension is starting to build, how she has a fondness for strays, which I thought was very well done. Um, and, uh, and then it just shows her, her prowess in, in the fighting skills. And, and, and she was more laid back than, say, a Michelle Pfeiffer or, you know, the, I forgot the woman's name who played Catwoman um, in the Adam West TV series. Uh, Michelle Pfeiffer was excellent as Catwoman. Um, and uh, I d- definitely played up the, the, the sultry, you know, the, 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 the sexy uh, and, and flirty aspect of it. And I think Zoe Kravitz's performance uh, was, uh, I guess, grounded a little more in, in her own motivations. And, th- and her feelings for Batman are, uh, at least I, I believe, are... Are genuine. She really has a fondness uh, for him, but you know it, it leaves room for the the back and forth that they'll do. Um, where you know it, it's kind of like, well, you're just married to your job, kind of thing. Uh, you know, Batman is uh, a workaholic when it comes to uh, the crime, fighting crime, and it was so telling. It's kind of like you know they're having, they're trying to have a, a meaningful connection, and then of course the bat signal goes off. You know, you're trying to have a meaningful connection with someone and their phone rings and they answer the phone instead of talking to you or they look at their text instead of talking to you. Um, So you can tell where Batman's um, motivations and purpose lies and he just doesn't have uh, the time or energy, I think, for a relationship, even though it it may be, it could be a meaningful one because they, they uh, they are so much alike. So again, this Bruce Wayne was, was reclusive. Um, and again, within good reason, cause you know, why the more he's out there, the more possibly people could find out who he is, which Bruce, which Batman thought the Riddler figured out, but the Riddler was just kind of, you know, commiserating with Batman in that speech. So I like how they're, they're doing that. The, re- the reclusive billionaire, the Riddler's argument about, you know, you're not really, Bruce Wayne is not really an, an orphan because he was raised in this tower and as opposed to the Riddler's brutal, brutal upbringing um, was, uh, was, was a point that you can tell uh, Batman was kind of was processing. And this touches on really the extreme inequality in Gotham, which touches on the extreme inequality um, in the United States, uh, where I'm from, as, as well as most parts of the world where, you know, there are two different worlds for the super rich, like Bruce Wayne. Bruce Wayne went through an, a terrible, terrible tragedy losing his parents, and he had the support that he needed um, where he could at least survive. Now, he has his own trauma issues to deal with, and the fact that he's Batman shows how he's dealing with them. Um, but then you go to someone like the Riddler, who an orphan himself and just put in squalor, just inhumane um, conditions to where babies died and children were tortured and starved and freezing and, and just, um, and just an, an awful environment. So another thing that the Batman showed um, is inequality and a tale of two, tale of two stories of Batman and the Riddler and what the environment can can make people do.
Um, you know, and, and it's what it's what the two orphans do with their pain based on their environment. And that brings me to, I'm glad this movie mentioned more than once how Bruce Wayne could really be doing more and the actions that Bruce Wayne could take would be more effective than running around as Batman. So that's what makes Batman so interesting. This is a guy who wants revenge based on how his parents, you know, because his parents were murdered, and he wants to fix things. He wants to be the fixer. And so what better way to fix it than to, to go and fight crime, which, which it would be more effective. Now, if this happened, there wouldn't be a Batman show. But if Bruce Wayne took all the money he had and donated it to charities, the... Um, uh, the mayor-elect Rial mentioned this to him. I'm glad they did. She said, you could be doing a lot more uh, in philanthropy to, to help out uh, the city. Um, he could very well use his influence to back politicians to advocate for a higher tax rate for Gotham's billionaires to support systems that, that have been known to, to lower crime. Anti-poverty measures can help lower crime. Having a community support can help lower crime. Having jobs, uh, well-paying jobs uh, above a living wage can help reduce crime. Um, so if Bruce Wayne put his focus to that instead of you know, buying you know, modifications for his costumes and souping up his car, uh, Again, it, it would be more effective than running around in, in, in a bat suit. Now, whether he knows that or not is, is interesting. He, even if he does know it, he may very well not want to do it because there is a part of him who wants that revenge, who wants that action, who wants that thrill, uh, who wants to be known as, as a hero in that, you know, he will save people from being mugged. Uh, he will, on his own, without any, uh, have to follow any kind of uh, code of justice, uh, he wants to do it on his own. And, and I also like how the movie kind of, you, know, you see the cops mentioning, why is this guy here? He's not following the protocol that we have to follow, but meanwhile, he's always with Gordon and he's walking around with him because Gordon wants to use him as a resource. But this resource is acting on his own. So what happens if you have this vigilante who, you know, what happens if Batman does the wrong thing? What happens if Batman um, has a change of opinion to where he considers something a crime where, where most people don't? So I'm glad they're at least trying to, to tap into that instead of, well, here's Batman. He's the hope for us all. Um, you know, it, it, as superhero movies progress, I hope this kind of nuanced argument makes it known. And, and I know shows like The Boys do that as well. Uh, and, and The Watchmen, where it's like, okay, what, what is power? Um, how is it wielded? And, and, and what accountability um, do these powerful beings have? And, and even though Batman is an, an enhanced person. He does have a lot of skill, a lot, a lot of resources, uh, and a lot of, of physical and, and mental power. So I hope they keep digging into that uh, as the movies progress, as the villains most likely get more extreme. We did see the Joker. Um, uh, I'm always interested in, 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 in a take on the Joker. 
and the different interpretations of that. I really liked Heath Ledger's uh, Joker, and I don't know who played the the Joker in this one, but it was it was pretty cool. Um, I like how they're going with realism in in this Batman as opposed to like I said a little uh, the, the more flamboyance. Um, it's kind of plausible that the Riddler could do what he did, you know, organizing uh, the fringe element online to uh, to 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 have a terrorist attack in 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 Gotham it's it's plausible um so uh so yeah um I was gonna say something really profound but now I forgot what it was but uh but yeah so overall uh good movie um and I'm really looking forward to what happens next with it so um if you're looking forward to what's happening next with this podcast feel free to Subscribe, share, rate, and write a review. Why not? It's fun. Um, And at the same time, uh, keep yourself informed. Um, Always find a credible source to get your information, whether it's uh, BBC, NPR, USA Today, New York Times, Washington Post. There there are good, good sources of information out there. Um, uh, Whether it's COVID-19, whether it's politics, whether it's... uh, any kind of information, um, you, you want to be as informed as possible so you can make the best decision you can. All right, and oh, and you can find me on Twitter at uh, MMAM Podcast, Facebook at MMAM Podcast, and you can email me at MMAM Podcast at gmail.com. All right, I'll talk to you all later. Bye.